Hello, welcome to the Diaper Report, a podcast about fatherhood, marriage, and career. I am your host, Justin. Join me as I sit down and have conversations with friends, family, and co-workers. We will talk about life, family, and so much more while working towards the goal of creating a healthy idea of what it means to be a dad. It's time for our dad joke of the week. This week's dad joke is the following. What do you call a shoe made from a banana peel? A slipper. This week's episode is someone I classified as my first mate for a long time, someone whom we witnessed fellow kindergartners falling off of monkey bars, and we used to play Peter Pan and Captain Hook. I'm kicking it back old school tonight with my long childhood friend, Mercy, formerly Payne. I do apologize, like in an earlier episode, I called you by your, your maiden name. You are now Mercy Bailey. Congrats on that. Welcome to the show. Hey, Justin, thanks for having me. So glad to be here. Yeah, it's great so- to be back with you, Captain. Captain, Captain. Oh, I miss Captain. being called Captain. I but know. Not- I miss being being a first mate. No one understands. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody knows. Surely there yeah. are some kids out there in the world who are playing Peter Pan and Captain Hook on the playground. There just has to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. It was, it was it was cool. It's the original, yeah. and I don't know what what came how that happened. It just happened. Well, I was addicted to the movie Hook. That's partially how right. that happened, and so I probably I couldn't too. shut up about it. And thus, we portrayed Hook. Exactly. I always wanted to be Peter Pan. I, I always thought he was cool. So he's all right. I stepped in, and here we were. <laughs> here I wasn't going to be the bad guy because I thought I didn't want to be the bad guy. I like the bad I'll guys. I'll let you do that. Darth Vader. Captain I know. Hook. I know. I know. What you remember that um that Peter Pan that came out? Oh crap! I don't remember when it was, but um. The uh, was it the not? It was the two thousand and yeah. five. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, it was essentially a remake like of the animated film. Yep. But yep. Not I remember the, that. But and not, I watched it. But not like... the stage performance that they broadcasted mm-hmm. a couple of years ago nope nope not that one okay mm-hmm. yeah i do remember no. that one it was the remake i was like i was like that's a legit captain hook the mustache and every wow he was yes. was cool his double Dude, hook was really that was cool. in my nightmares oh i know wow, i thought that was really nightmares. cool yeah it was classy that was cool that was cool all right so how long roughly <clears throat> have we known each other since kindergarten so a long time Long, we might not have been in contact as much but it's it has one of those, faded over like, the years a little bit it has, which is part but of adulting I, but still i feel like we're both adults we're not going to talk all the time but when we do it's never boring this is true this is true we always have stuff to talk about even yeah. if it's the past <laughs> well, or the present or your child present. your child's adorable thank you she is we can I'm talk quite, about your child I'm quite fond of her myself um <laughs> i suppose i'll keep her Yes, please. That's the running joke I tend to say. I think I'll keep her. I think you should. There's no 90-day exchange policy on children. No. Maybe in like the year 3022 when they start building them like the Matrix or something. Oh my goodness. 
Well, that was uh, that was a tangent. Okay, now I don't remember this. You might. You seem to have a better memory than I do when oh, it comes to gosh. Because we've texted a little bit offline, and you're like, "Remember when you yeah. did this on my trampoline?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, no. yeah." Um, well, you always brought it up. You were the one to bring that up all the time. I broke a pinky toe. We can get into that later. Dang, what did fatherhood do to you? Uh, make me forgetful. <laughs> no kidding a lot my mom has to correct me and remind me of things a lot so i think part of it's just working as well like working marriage and then child like yeah brain just has a lot going on and Um, we're just old hey speak for yourself we're not young anymore i'm still five at heart it's true depends on the day listen there's a lightsaber in the far corner of this bedroom and i totally bring it out Totally. It's Darth Vader's. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would not use any other. That's not true. I like Luke's from episodes. I do like Luke's green lightsaber. Fair. So I do. I've always liked that one too. Yeah. It was a cool help design. So, all right. How do you remember how we met? I don't, I don't, was it just like happen chance on the playground, put in Miss Wiggum's class? Like, I, okay. Cool thing. Side note here. Okay. When I did my first, when I did my, freshman field work I went to Killian Hill and I did it mm-hmm. and I was in Mrs. Sailor's class with Mrs. Wiggum okay now Mrs. Sailor that. was the sailor was the other kindergarten teacher Seller yes. was the first grade teacher yes I never had her I was I had that. I had Seller but the point is I did my freshman field work with Mrs. Wiggum how creepy is that creepy that's awesome I loved her I, I mean creepy like oh my word this actually happened that's yeah, so it was cool. amazing. It was That's really such cool. A, like, she small was small world. She was karma. Yeah, moment. it was amazing. Not yeah, karma. it was That's really, really word. cool. Uh, what well, you would call that? Um, universe. I don't know. Yeah, Providence, yeah. God. I, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Um, God moment. God, God moment. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember. So when I was in fourth or fifth grade at Philadelphia Christian, yep. we had mm-hmm. a fine arts meet, and our fine arts meet took us to Killian Hill, and I remember passing Mrs. Wiggum yep. in the hallway. And she like we reckon like I recognized her and like went up to her and she, she remembered me and like gave me a big old hug. So I just I will never forget Mrs. Wiggum. I'll never forget the time That's my sweet. stick was pulled because Tyler was talking Aww. and, not and you, me. Cried. Oh, I you cried. I remember that so much. I and then I get like, silent you, lunch. I was like, you have to stop crying. <laughs> I never did. And mom stop goes, crying. how was school? Justin got a stick pulled. <laughs> no. <laughs> News of the day. <laughs> no 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 um okay how what your question was about like um when do we meet okay it's funny I do I don't remember how we met I just know my personality and I'm just going to talk to anybody and I remember how much I hated school I genuinely hated school it's weird I'm a teacher now I know it's ridiculous but my mom even would tell me she was like Mercy you hated school but then you'd go into the classroom and you'd find Justin and he would come up to you and he would say this is for my mother she and he would say it's okay Mercy we could play Peter Pan and Captain Hook later on <laughs> and I would like stop crying I was like oh that means <laughs> that's my <laughs> like that's we my that must be friends. my mother that must be my mother in me being like find the silver lining of the situation yes Look, so, here's a girl who seems to be in trauma. Help her. <laughs> right, and I didn't. I didn't think you were disgusting or full of cu- of cootie, full of cooties either. No. Um, because for a long time I only had friends who were female. I found it easier to talk to them and hang out oh. with them up until about the I hated girls. Uh, about about to the until the yeah. mock, the mock incident, um, in fourth or fifth grade, mm. and started spreading rumors about me and Cassidy. 
And then I was like, yep. boys rule, girls drool, you know, whatever. No, life, yes. life no, also I, started I, taking my family different places. So, right. No, hanging out with guys is much easier than girls in that drama. We're just disgusting. We're just, we like boogers and farts and going and climbing. <laughs> so true. Playing pirates on the But playground. you guys can get over things. You're like, oh, I don't care. Bother, bothers you for two minutes. Girls, like, a, five years later. Yeah. Just hold like, on. I don't I remember. A, I had a buddy in college. I had a buddy in college who used to say that. He was like, listen, men will get mad at each other. They'll go to bed. And when they wake up, they're fine. Mm-hmm. They just move on. It's ridiculous. Um, ironically, that friend and I then had a falling out that actually lasted longer than a night. <laughs> it lasted probably oh, no. six to eight months. And then we reconnected and we're not to the same level we once were, but we still got through it and we still talk and we're still friends. But that yeah. was humorous because the same guy who was like, yeah, I'll just sleep on it. Be fine in the morning. Okay. Okay. But that's just, that's How's just that working life. Out for you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Favorite <laughs> memory. And I, it will probably be one that I don't remember, but of our friendship, what is your favorite memory? <laughs> the one you think on fondly. Playing Peter Pan and Captain Hook. <laughs> that's literally the one I thought of. Because I think memory. that's the one. Because again, it was the one that seemed to have put us together. True. Because we had something to look forward to every day. I knew that was going to be our go-to. We did play Star Wars every once in a while. Every once in a while. I feel like we had somebody but join us to play Star Wars. We probably did. Um, but okay, it's funny. I would compare. Do you remember when, um, did you remember when I moved to Texas? Oh, my family moved gosh. To Texas? you know i still have your um the christmas card you sent my family are you kidding no oh, gosh. we have and this, this sounds <laughs> super ridiculous. creepy for me to say so my mom growing up <laughs> had gave each of us a box that we would have as keepsakes <clears throat> and so yeah. we, we call it our special box but it's just a keepsake it's a memory box yeah so i still yeah. have my og remember when in mrs wiggum's class we did the native american outfits like we were either pilgrims yes, or Indians. I hated that. Yeah, it was you know, dried, it was dried macaroni and whatnot yes. pasted yep. onto it. It's gross. Um, I yep. still have that. Um of course. and then I I am Sweet. pretty sure because I've really not purged that box. Like I stopped putting things in it probably around middle school. Yeah. But I've not purged anything from it either. Right. Maybe a few right. odds and ends where I'm like, why? But I just it's and it's just traveled with me. So I'm fairly confident. Yeah. So I remember putting that, that Christmas card in in the box cool. but i'm pretty sure that's still in there yeah oh i've been with so you i can all this post time. an embarrassing cool. photo of you on instagram <laughs> oh please don't so no but i remember at my school in in um texas we mm-hmm. would play i don't know why i remember this it was like spider-man and his friends or whatever and we would play it and stuff and then i was like this is not as near as good as <laughs> peter pan and captain hook i'm like these people <laughs> don't know how to do anything you have no imaginations <laughs> literally it was so boring and i still hung around but i was like this is not if they only knew if they only knew the adventures we had in neverland absolutely and i think so much of it was i'd base it off hook and i knew how great hook was and you knew how great hook was so that made our imagination like oh yeah i could quote that oh yeah like crazy and i remember just having a super overactive and that i mean i was dreaming up all kinds of places that that movie still makes me cry still makes what? me cry when he flies off the first time and the big yeah. old dramatic music I'm like, oh, okay flies. so i rewatched it with amelia over there's a bug flying around in here um i rewatched it with <laughs> amelia over thanksgiving and definitely mm-hmm. as like a parent now and as like an adult which already just makes me soft to begin with 
but like yeah. watching him like rediscover like his happy thoughts and then being his kids I'm like bawling like full-on <laughs> weeping on the couch because I'm like oh my god <laughs> um, I'm, sitting here, like, I'm sitting like looking at him and I'm like you're my happy thought um so, oh, that's so, sweet. so funny just the way like any movie now that has like a dad in it I will start crying at. yeah it's easy it's just oh there it is and I'm gone so pass the tissues well i'm glad that that's our favorite memory i hope that that memory never fades and hopefully you can teach captain hook and peter pan to some maybe some of your students or future kids yeah whatever they're oh that for sure will happen classic all right last kind of lowball question here favorite fast food this is difficult i really love subway but i don't think it have you ever had That's a public So I'm going to give you two. Once. <laughs> well, you're going to do it but again. I... Do it correctly this time. Okay. Because I, I was a Subway fan, having had done a pub sub once and was like, this was dry. I didn't like it. Yes. Yes. You don't. So you probably had it catered. Is probably what happened. Okay. Or you just threw somebody okay. an order and didn't think it through. <clears throat> Go into pub. That's probably what it was. Get you, I okay. get the ultimate because it comes with all the meats on it. Because I'm a, I okay. like all the meats on it but my pizzas have every meat on it i love my cows i love that love my cows mingling with my pigs and my chickens and all that absolutely so all the bacon um oh let me started um so you get the ultimate then make sure you put some kind of condiments on it mayonnaise honey i've been a mayonnaise and honey mustard person and then lettuce tomato black olives pickles yeah yeah with that combo so essentially you're creating the cold cut combo from subway but at Publix where they pack it out better and I guarantee okay. you, 110 times better. 110. I swear okay. by the pub sub now. You'll pay for it, but it, I swear by it. It's worth I, it. I do it's add bacon because it's like a buck extra. And I'm like, why, why not? Of course. Um, yes. So I am a sub fan, but I'll, do, I'll give you the answer. Taco Bell. It's got to be Taco Bell. The I've roof. been eating Taco Bell since I was like three. And my Bell. husband always says, thank you for liking Taco Bell. I'm like, look, I was raised on this. Some people <laughs> this aren't. Some necessity. people think it's gross. Yes. I'm like, it does. And that's our Sunday night thing. We have Taco Bell every oh, Sunday night. Oh, that's hilarious. That was our family. Oh, um, I don't know if I ever glorious. told you that, but every after Sunday night's uh, Sunday night service got out at church, <clears throat> Yep. back when my yep. parents were still married, we'd always stop at yeah. Taco Bell on the way home. Always. Mm. That was tradition up until I was like 11. Um, and oh, it's, it's, it's fallen so off good. since. And then of course in college, I ate Taco Bell probably three times a week, but it's just crazy how much you can get for like a great price oh when the boxes started coming out it was oh take my money <laughs> between that yes. and cookout you're like i know it's cardboard and cheese but i will eat it oh my goodness I'm i actually desperate. like their, their cheer wine floats are Ooh, delicious that good. so good so good all right. Well, you just, you did just mention your husband. So let's, let's kind of okay. navigate into that for a little bit. Cause I only, okay. you know, my, our, our, my memories of you, uh, and husband. I know of your personality <laughs> are from, you know, youth group days. And then even before yep. that, when it was by happen chance at the same school and running around on the playground. So, um, tell me about marriage. You've been married a touch longer than I have here. What? Three years. Almost three years. Yeah. Almost three, three years. Okay. First. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're probably about six months ahead of us. Not that any yep. marriage yep. is a race, but voila. Um, what has been your experience so far with marriage? 
you you can be I honest on here and say that you don't <laughs> like it. It's okay to be like, I said I thought. No, I'm kidding. Don't say that. No. <laughs> no, I love it. I love. I'm a very people person. I'm never. I'm not an introvert at all. No, ever. you're not. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> so we actually did long distance for a while for about two years. Um, before we were we were engaged during our engagement, we did like a two year engagement, and that was hard. But right. it was worth it. And I honestly think doing long distance is good for any couple. If, if you can handle it, because it's just, it reminds you that they are just people, right? right. And if you are, are so consumed with that person that you can't live without talking to them for five minutes, that's a bit of a problem. Like you have to learn to be separate at times. Like my husband just came back from out of town. I, I survived, I was okay. Yes, I missed him, but I was able to not fall apart without him because he's not, he's not my everything, you know? And I think right. sometimes people get confused with marriage and like, oh, he's my everything. And yes, he's amazing. And I love yeah, him. But, some, of that, some of that language you know, definitely is kind of, yeah, kind of tough for your, you're all consumed and they're, they meet my every need. Yeah. They don't. Sorry, boo-boo. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Like no, my, my wife was just out of town for five days and, you know, left me with the kiddo, which we had a ball, you know, and my mom yeah. came down to help out, but for sure, I wasn't like crumbling, like, oh, where is my, like, just, right. just roll on and be like, I'm coming back. back. Um, right. And I know I struggled, like, uh, I, had to, I had to learn that a little bit when we were dating to not be like tunnel visioned <laughs> in on, on Megan. For a little while there, I was a little, a little scary. Yeah. I'll tell you though, um, one of the really good books that we read for our premarital counseling was, um, oh, my heavens, I wrote it down. It was um, You and Me Forever by Francis Chan. Uh, it yes, I have heard of this. So you've got to read it. You and Megan got Francis, to read it. It's so I like, good. I like Francis Chan. I read, uh, yes. have you read his really good. Letters to the Church? No, but I'm, I remember when that came out. I've read Crazy Love. That's a good one. Okay, Crazy Love's the other one. So if you ever read Letters to the Church, it will make you want to quit any form of organized church and immediately start house churches. And it'll, you will be like, <laughs> I am changing everything I believe. American Christianity is broken. <laughs> um I mean I'm serious like I, I was so oh, like cool. fired up I was like I'm gonna start a revival movement here in Jackson it didn't happen oh, but wow I was really like it's not a yet, really right? It's a, right not yet um it's a really good <laughs> book it's, it's it's a good reminder of your community should be found in, in more than just who are building seats 400 mm. to 5,000 or we have yeah. this preacher or this many campuses etc so yeah. forth um but cool. All right. So you read You and Me Forever, Francis Chan. Yep. That's good. Yep. Long dating. All right. Or long, long dating. Long, long yes, yeah, very dating. long. <laughs> My wife and I lived about an hour and a half apart. So it it was, um, I wouldn't say it's true long distance, but at the same time, like we weren't going to spend the gas money to see each other every day. Yeah. And so there sense. were definitely times where we, we learned space. I learned space. She was always better at being like, this is my me time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> and then iron ironically, it's as we've gotten married that I'm, the more I'm like comfortable, like when she's gone, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm okay on my own. I just do, you know, I play yeah. Xbox and hang out with the homies. Yeah, no, and, yeah you just kind of learn things. It's a well, weird, it was a weird When he was gone, me. I was able to kind of like read some of the books that I wanted. And I mm -hmm. told him, I was like, I missed you, but it was nice to not have to think. <laughs> when do I have to fix dinner like <laughs> oh I can eat whenever I want <laughs> so they're you know, kind of nice yeah all right if you had any advice for people who are about to enter let's we got some engaged couples listening to this I don't know if we do but if you're engaged let us know uh dear listener 
that way I can shout you out later mm-hmm. in life. Okay. But if you if you had some advice for for couples who are maybe they're either thinking about getting engaged, you know, um, mm-hmm. or they're actually about problem. to about to enter into the covenant that is marriage, what would be your advice? I have notes on this. So, because I was like, oh, what is my advice? This is good. Um, okay, so number one, uh, God has to come first in your okay. marriage. Because if it wasn't for God, number one, neither you or your loved one would not be here. So keep God first. Um, so, and I think when I got married, you know, at the very beginning, you're so in love and you're in that love stage and, you know, sure. and you, you love your person and they love you, but you're quickly going to realize that marriage isn't the be all end all. Um, and I wasn't made for, you know, a perfect relationship with my husband because there is none. I will never have that. Right. I was made for a relationship with God first. And then through that, then I can have, hopefully, a good relationship with him. And so number one, keep God first. Um, I was, and, and another thing that I've been thinking about lately is I can only do that when I draw from God. When I right. draw, you know, as close as I am to God, that's going to help me be closer to not just him, but others around me. So my first advice, draw from the Lord, your strength and everything, basically everything, because <laughs> that's yeah. going to impact your words, your reactions, your attitude, all that good stuff. Uh, number two, you've got to communicate. You've got to be open and I think honest. that's what you've Tyler said to... on his episode. Yes. Communication, 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 communication. Yes. And <laughs> expectations. I hate them. I mm. hate expectations. They're stupid. But anyway, but it's just, I, you know, I've learned to like, if I'm not open and honest about things that bug me or I'll get mad about something and I'll just be like, doesn't he know that makes me mad? But then I'm like, I never told him that makes me mad. So I'm expecting him to know something that I've never expressed. Right. And that's not fair and that's not right. So you've got to just, and sometimes if you just need to say it, just say it. It's better okay. to say it than to keep it inside. Would um, you find that you, as an extrovert, because so I, I've heard that piece of advice <laughs> before, right? The, the, oh, he doesn't know or she doesn't know that this makes me upset because I never told them. But that's so easy to say. It's so easy to tell someone, mm-hmm. just communicate what you're feeling, communicate what you're thinking. But it's a mm-hmm. lot harder to actually do. Part of it being, no, that's uh, I don't want to upset my partner or what if this grabs them. And sometimes it doesn't It doesn't hurt them at all. Sometimes they're like, oh, well, thanks for like letting me, like, I didn't know you didn't yeah. like dishes, exactly. concave side in or what, you know, <laughs> like that. Um, so what would be oh goodness i just forget my train of thought here um or would you find i guess kind of going back to your extrovert side is it easier for you mm-hmm. to just be that direct whereas like i'm more introverted and then also such like a oh gosh i'm such a people pleaser and such i don't want oh, to hurt anybody me too. that Hello. i i just will i will not I, I will seriously not communicate any form and mm-hmm. this is it's i'm saying i gotta work on i could do better right. at because for me to communicate well for me it's almost like communicate and conflict are in the same boat and they're just it's they're just sitting on opposite seats waiting for the moment to just right okay no it's and you know it kind of depends on the day and I'm kind of the same way too I I feel like I read people very well and so and I'm very much like if if I have a problem I want Mm -hmm. to express that problem but then if I see that he's having a stressful day or he has something on his mind I'm like my problem is not that important shut up right (laughs) and then 
but then I keep it inside and I keep it inside and I hold it. No, it's still not important. No, it's still not important, but I really mm-hmm. want to tell someone. And then eventually it goes up right. and he'll say, how come you didn't just tell me? I'll be like, because I wasn't sure, you know, when or what to say or how to say it. Cause you seem stressed and I seem stressed and yeah. now I'm even more stressed. And then he <laughs> says, you know, if you would just tell me, and I'm like, oh yeah, oops. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm learning how to balance that. But essentially it's just, I've got to get over myself and realize that he genuinely, he cares more about me being honest with him. Sure. And, you know, and genuinely, I think, I think it's upsetting to him when, when I don't. And so it yeah. doesn't matter, you know, they're your loved one, they're your spouse. They do care. Yeah, they so, do. And yet for every reason, we find, I think we find them the hardest <clears throat> people to, to engage with. Like, I know for me, like, like I said, being a people reader, gosh, throughout high school, I feel like that was a pass in my mind just to analyze character. And a it, gift and a curse. <laughs> well, it became, it became handy while I was in student ministry. It's handy even mm-hmm. as a teacher, a little bit oh, less absolutely. handy when I have to teach 30 students every day, day in and day out that, or yeah. technically I'm teaching 90 students day in and day out. Um, but when I sit down, I actually break down, why are they being this ridiculous? Where they're, oh, it's probably yeah. insecurity, they're masking, or something's going on right. at home. Um, but I would say that Megan is the hardest person for me to analyze and communicate with. Because well, they, they also know us so well. Like True. Dustin can look True. at me and say like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> like, I, I guess um, I didn't do Megan's well. Really good, Megan's really good at calling me out. I'm really <laughs> bad at responding to it. So something for mm, me to work on. Right. Because she's well within her right to call me out on it. And it's just, it's on. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's bad form on me to. Um, exactly the quote hook there so well that's all right I think you had a little bit more that you had written down go ahead I think I just have one more okay, okay. the last thing is you have to make time for each other like like together you and them together go out on a date go do something mm-hmm. but also you and your spouse and God together because I can't tell you like going through a book study we did this um as like our premarital counseling stuff going through that Francis Chan book together with him was so I just enjoyed that because I love seeing like how he thinks about things, you know, mm-hmm. and God's word and whatever, and sh- hearing his opinion about things. And, you know, we, we want to do more of that this year and we are working towards that. But I love like going into God's word together, reading it together. And it's not going to be perfect every time, but even, you know, sometimes before I go to school, I'll say, you know, what do you need? What can I pay for? And he'll do it right before I leave. And I, that just like means the world to me. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not every woman needs that, but he knows that that's special to me. And so um, he'll do that and that, but it's just, it's nice when the three, when three, including God, when you two and you're, when you guys can pray and talk to the Lord together, because it's just special. Because again, you wouldn't have this relationship if it wasn't from God. So sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Good. All right. So we're going to transition again all the transitions okay and jared, all right jared ariel whatever told me i was bad at uh bad at transitions so well, there was one where i was like where's he going with this it was really bad i get off i get I, my you brain pulled through my brain will just circle and circle and circle squirrel squirrel, squirrel meow um <laughs> Oh, so we've talked a good bit about like the teaching and education. So I do want to spend mm-hmm. some, some time on that. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> How is your experience now you've been teaching? So I'm in my first, I, w- I guess we would call it official year 
I subbed for yep. a good while last year, then finished out the last quarter. And now I'm in my first full year of like dedicated classroom, dedicated students. Well, yep. I'm dedicated to them. They're less dedicated to their schoolwork, but eighth grade people, eighth grade in the year of oh. Corona, um, third Bless year you. of Corona. <laughs> um, so how has your experience as a teacher been? It's been great. It's been intense, but it's been great. So I, um, we moved here in December of 19. And then um, through from December to about August, I was working towards getting my license, my Tennessee license, mm-hmm. getting all that stuff done and all those practice tests. And I hate all that stuff. But anyway, it was worth it in the end. So I started off um, in August as a preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. Did that mm-hmm. from all the... But that was what I wanted to do. God bless you. I know. No. I know. No. I loved them. And they're cute. No. But I was just doing three days a week. So I could, oh, on that t- Tuesday, no. I could, <laughs> I could recharge. Still no. So I started doing that. And then um, come October, the principal came to me and was like, hey, Mercy, our third grade teacher has to retire to take care of her mother-in-law. You have a degree. You have a license. What do you think about teaching third grade? And that was not what I wanted to do at all. <laughs> I... <laughs> I was just like, mm, no, early childhood oh is not third grade. So I was like, I told her, I said, do I want to? No, but I was like, maybe I should try it. Maybe God's sure. going to teach me something. Sure. And absolutely. My word, he did. So I took it on and I started teaching third grade in September. And it was very, very stressful because I didn't know <laughs> what the heck I was doing. I went from like preschool to eight-year-olds. So that right. was real quick. And um, had to learn the curriculum, had to learn. Boy, I know my uh, multiplication factor real good now. I so, bet you do. I know, relearning that oh, yeah. is so Oh, my fun. goodness. And how oh, to yeah. teach that and how to teach long division and all that junk. And it was the first full week I came home crying like every day because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like, you know how <laughs> but, to do these things, but how to yeah. teach. Like, I remember having, when I was subbing, I had a, I had some students, I think they're fourth grade, <laughs> fifth grade. That's yeah. okay do you know how to do the turtle method? And I'm like, just carry the ones, people. Like, what are you, you, exactly. I, I, always think back, I always think back to Bob Parr from The Incredibles. You okay. don't yeah. change math. <laughs> Amen. Oh, preach it. They so, um, it. stupid. Anywho, but uh, yeah, so I started that and now it, it, I'll tell you the hardest thing for doing for that, it was not so much the kids were great, extremely rambunctious, but great. The hardest thing was taking over and changing their classroom management to what I wanted mm-hmm. versus what was already laid. Mm-hmm. And I won't say it was bad. It wasn't. It was very lenient. And I, and it was their very chaotic class. So mm-hmm. leniency was not going to work for me. So I real quick had to change yep. that. And that was hard. They probably didn't learn me until January. So the blessing from this year is I've had these 16 since, you know, August and they know what's up they know my expectations and they know what's gonna happen if they break them so so I think that's been the greatest thing about this year so this is my first I guess full year of teaching third grade my way and I I love it it's been oh I love it I love it more than I thought that's good yeah yeah I remember I think they like it (laughs) (laughs) I think they like me (laughs) subbing second and third graders aside from the middle school class some of the middle school classes uh, were definitely mm-hmm. my favorite. Those, for whatever reason, second yeah. and third graders, they're still in the innocence of yep. being younger, but I don't have to tie your shoes. I don't have to go into the yep. bathroom with you. 
or yep. <laughs> you know open your juice pouch um yep like they, they're self-sufficient and they can communicate yeah. what they're feeling what they're thinking what they're needing they're just starting and they right. and they've got their basics of this is the alphabet these are numbers down yeah now they're working on building <clears throat> on that and kind of you know but they're not right but on the other end of that they're also not the i have my own opinion screw right. off who are you adult <laughs> exactly. i'm a middle schooler smell my bo right. you know or smell my cologne <laughs> all i've got yeah. i've got the cologne problem right now at our, at our middle school we've got oh. you know, kids bringing in their perfumes and their colognes and we're like please stop this is gonna all get the somebody, axe somebody well thankfully <laughs> i haven't smelled axe yet thankfully oh but i'm sure it's coming were you were you an axe guy no no okay i was old spice and still am old spice. okay oh nice that's good good for you <laughs> so i support my, that <laughs> my best friend in high school was a was an axe man he uh okay. axe, axe chocolate i think was his scent what he would oh he had a whole thing with it too it was so dumb he was that's hilarious he was dumb i loved him i still do love him he's just dumb <laughs> so no not we all have that one friend we, yeah um, we all have that one friend so he's a good guy um all right i think one more thing i, I would leave you with. yeah oh all right oh, this is the very ahead. last thing on this i think i love it because teaching third grade specifically is because well, when they're in preschool, something's wrong and you don't know what the heck's wrong with them. They're just looking at you and crying. I'm like, tell By me. having a word, child who's wrong? only eight months old. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Oh, bless you. But I, they come in the room and I can instantly know, okay, you're not okay. This is either going to be a good day or right. I'm going to have to talk to you real soon. Or you're, you're not going to be okay in the next five minutes. And I love that I can have conversations with them. And I, that's it. I can have a conversation with them and figure out what's wrong or what happened earlier mm -hmm. or what's going on at home. And I can help them. Not that I can't help first graders or preschoolers, but I can genuinely help them more, you know? Right. Because um, they can communicate emotionally. Their, their, that makes yes. Sense. They can yeah. really communicate their emotions. They can tell you, yeah. I am angry and here's why. Yep. Not just exactly. I angry. So it's, it's definitely a huge, because I've done some subbing in some <laughs> kindergarten classes and first grade classes and I, yeah. Ooh, those were the days where I was like, Intense. I don't know, if, I don't know if I'm coming back. Like that's a lot. Um, <laughs> my favorite memory was I went to Megan's first when she was pregnant. I went to her first like ultrasound appointment, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna leave it at first time ever in that kind of a situation. And then I had to right. come to work, and they're like, "You're gonna be in kindergarten the rest of the day." And I was in the worst <gasps> of the kindergarten classes. And I was like, oh, no. oh my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> I was like, never having another child. Oh, it was so rough. <laughs> I had it right. Never again. <laughs> um, thankfully, those were only temporary moments of pain. And you just, you just push through. <laughs> Sometimes my eighth graders might not want to have their child because they are just, oh boy. Yeah. The seventh graders today, man, they were on something else. My so. kids have been, I don't know what they've had. And I told her they was like, listen. Are you guys, it's do you guys have a four-day weekend? Yes, thank God. <laughs> I think so. I think part of it's the four-day weekend. Got into their heads. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. also on top of that, I'm pretty sure full moon is rolling around. And full moon totally affects students just like everybody else. Hmm. Pay attention it. to it. Pay attention to your hallways and your classrooms. When full moon week hits, I'm telling you, they're extra. Yeah. It's wild. It's not going to show up one day. Hmm. Yeah, well, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> Things we wish. I go use that PTO. 
Um, all right. <laughs> if you could give encouragement to fellow educators out there, what would you tell them? Okay. So I would tell them, here we are. Let's see. I would say get in a classroom, someone else's classroom before you get into yours. Go somewhere, observe another classroom. Hmm. I, I learned so much from, go I mean, I had to do a ton of observation, it was ridiculous, but I learned so much because I, I learned things that I liked and things I wanted to try, right. and things I didn't like, and things that I'm like, okay, that's interesting, and then I could talk, why'd you do that, or what made you notice that about that kid, or whatever, and just, just that engagement and seeing things from a different perspective, and then being able to talk to that teacher, and really just honestly talk to someone who's done this a lot longer than you um, sure. just being in that environment and then honestly you're just in that room with all those kids and you're able to think am I comfortable here like mm. do I genuinely want to be here because you're sure. going to be there <laughs> so um get get in the classroom yeah get some observations done yeah take good notes um and then let's see the other one I had was um Oh yeah, so um, go and see it and observe it. Um, and then uh, don't be afraid to ask for help because, so make a friend if you're in your classroom is your first year or whatever, make a friend, have a go-to person for when you're about to fall apart because that will happen. Um, and, and maybe it's gonna be someone older or something like that. And just remember that, you know, you might be first year teacher, you might be a 10 year teacher, but you are always a learner regardless of what year you're at you know be willing to learn be willing to take advice be willing yep. to take um critiques and honestly you can learn a lot from your students as well um so don't go in there thinking you're you're all that because something's gonna happen and yeah you know, it's gonna i uh, i uh, actually had a fun experience today <laughs> with some students so i had a student who was out last week he had emailed me and was like hey please excuse my absence um, mm -hmm. My culture is celebrating our our Christmas. And I, oh, cool! And as the history teacher, now great, I'm U.S. history, but one of the things I always tell my kids, I'm a world history fan. Like my major right. is world history. Yeah. Um, a lot of time in the Greek and the Roman and that kind of stuff. But I told them I was like, my only my only ask is that when you come back, you I report no. <laughs> teach me about yeah. about yeah. this because I don't know about it, right? Right. So right. he comes in. He came in Tuesday, and I was like are you ready to present? And he's like, Oh, uh, I need another day. He was I was like, serious. I was like, all right, I want you to come in on Thursday and be ready. Sure enough. He came in the day. He had written up some notes on a computer and he presented in front of the class. Um, he's Serbian and, okay. or at least nice. he's from, from the, the culture of Serbs. I'm trying to, so I believe Serbian is actually more of an ethnic group. And then yep. they're spread across mm -hmm. kind of the, the Eastern European states, um, or Eastern European countries. Mm -hmm. Um, in like the Balkans and that kind of area. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't know what country specifically he's from or his culture. And so he's <clears> explaining <throat> to me this, that he, they celebrate Christmas Eve and it's called, um, oh, I forgot it. I had him teaching the word <laughs> and then I forgot it. I mean, Christmas day, I believe is, is Boshich, Bo Boshich. I can't say it now. I've just butchered that for the whole world to hear. I'll ask him again next week, probably. I'll have him record, it. record it or something. Oh, it's recorded. It's on there now. Oh. Um, so, but he was explaining how like at, on Christmas Eve, they burn an oak log because it's like the symbol mm -hmm. of their country and it's very straight and it's like pure or something like that. Ironically, his cousin, who's also in my classroom, so same culture, was like, no, no, it's a maple log. 
and they started getting really <laughs> aggravated and i was like oh no um, oh no so then he said like the next morning they greet each other and he said it. he so he said it in serbian and it says essentially uh-huh. it's and christ is born to you this day and then whoever you say as you you say that as a greeting and in response they will say in serbian and so he is or so he has come or something like that it's really cool it's very orthodox like if i were to yeah sure having done a little bit of um kind of church history study as a kind of a hobby uh, it feels like a very Mm -hmm. orthodox coming out of that older eastern european catholic tradition stuff um and then on top of that the mother will bake this loaf of bread but she puts a coin that she has to spend three times clockwise i believe then she puts it in she cooks it then she cuts up the okay. bread and she gives it to each member of the family. The family member who gets the coin and their bread is supposed to have like exceedingly good luck for wow. uh, the rest of the year. Right. And so that's, oh, that's he goes, cool. He goes, and so today is actually our New Year's Eve. So today is in Thursday, January 13th. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, this is fascinating. It's so fascinating. And he goes, he goes, because we still hold to the Julian calendar. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Oh my goodness. This yeah. is what, because the Julian calendar, most of Europe converted over to the Gregorian calendar in 1500s. Mm-hmm. England was a little bit later in the 1700s. I read a funny uh, article on that. The, uh, the Queen of England wanted to switch over to the Gregorian calendar. Her scientists and mathematicians backed her up. And, but her clerics and her clergymen were like, no, we don't want anything to do with the Antichrist in, in the Vatican or something like that. Because at that point, England had already separated from the Catholic Church. So they were uh-huh. at odds with each other. And, that, and that's why it kept England from converting for so long. When they did convert to the Gregorian calendar, what actually happened is you would go to bed on Tuesday, October 2nd, wake up on uh-huh. Wednesday, October 14th. They dropped 10 days to, because it's all about the leap years. It's something to do with math. The, yeah. There's a lot of formulas. Mm-hmm. I couldn't comprehend it, but as a learner, like wow. I was while they were doing their do now and independent work, I'm over here like researching Gregorian oh and calendars. It's like this is so cool. It's so and I haven't had a good like flame under me for a while um, right. when it comes to his, historical stuff. Um, so that was a really fun. That was a long tangent, but that was a fun moment today to kind of learn about someone else's culture and then to That's realize, awesome. oh, it's it's because the Julian calendar, by most yeah. accounts, is probably about. <clears throat> about 15 days behind us depending mm-hmm. on the year that you're in wow that's awesome hey you never know what you'll learn listen to your students they're unique that's people right that's exciting full of cultures yeah all right so your encouragement was get into classrooms and then don't stop being a learner take good notes learn from your students yep. for sure okay so as we start kind of coming into the, the end game of our, our episode tonight, Mercy, in this conversation that we're having, which I love, by the way, but I, I do want yeah. to talk about um, family stuff for a little while. And, okay. and part of that being the goal of the podcast, of course, is to create a healthy image of fatherhood. And we will get to mm-hmm. your dad in a little bit, who I used his chili pepper joke the other day. Yes. Uh, actually, oh, he's going to be so proud. It's been on my whiteboard. <laughs> it's been on my whiteboard, too, in my classroom as my dad joke of the day. And oh, some of the kids have loved it. And some of them are like, I don't get it. I'm like, oh, okay, come on. They're like, I'm so sick Hab- of your jokes. Habanero. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was around a ragged with some train jokes like- yesterday and it was hilarious. Oh, gosh. Um, hey, what happens? What happens when they yeah. fall off the tracks? Um, so now your story 
is probably more i don't want to say uncommon because okay. there is for sure a population in the united states that shares a story similar to yours but i would mm -hmm. say that your story <laughs> is probably more of an unheard story okay where maybe children who are were mm -hmm. raised in the way that you were or even kind of how you how oh, has proper word i don't want to say came to be you know, pop out of a rock yeah but, no. Um, yeah how i joined the family how you joined the family <laughs> there you go um you know other than like maybe <laughs> the blind side right um yeah right they, mm -hmm. they don't typically have their story shared or they get kind of <clears> shunned <throat> in society other than the few yeah. moments like blind side or there was that we bought a zoo is that the other one or yeah um, i haven't seen that but i think so um think that one had there was another, I think there was a Matt Damon. I think it was We Bought a Zoo, but there's been a couple yep. of films. But aside from that, I feel like it's just, it's not talked about often other than how expensive it is or if someone is infertile, right? So, right. all right. As comfortable as you can, and I understand this can be an incredibly touchy topic for a lot of people. I, I would like to ask you to talk about your experience as a child, and if the listeners have not guessed it by now, of adoption. And then <laughs> any words you might have for those out there that are either going to be adopting or perhaps <clears throat> it is somebody who like you has been adopted or maybe even mm -hmm. this will be for the random teenager who for whatever reason finds my podcast because they maybe God leads them there and they are adopted and they're struggling through whatever they're going through. Maybe not sure. even struggling. Maybe they're not even struggling and it's, you're just there to kind of help encourage someone to encourage someone else. Yeah. Okay, so absolutely. Um, I love adoption. Do it <laughs> if you can. If the Lord puts that on your heart, you're uh, able to. Um, so I am from Northern Ossetia, okay, Russia. Northern Ossetia, kind of like near the Caucasus and the mountains in that okay. area. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm not the typical Russian, right? The blonde hair, blue eyes, yada da. I have the dark skin. I get very, very tan uh, and so my dad would always call me his little Persian princess because I'm from that kind of area. It's really near Georgia, but you're closer um, to the Eastern European than yeah. The, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's it. Um, and so I was adopted when I was two, um, and I was born premature, very very small, um, and I was in a baby home, and I was very malnourished um, to the point where I was eating um, apples and water. Mm. And it just, it was not, I was a very poor area and uh, my parents came and um, they, they had adopted my brother already. He's from Moscow and um, he was, I want to say he was four, four or five, maybe. So he, they left him at home and um, they had actually attempted to go through another adoption with, I think, two girls from Kazakhstan, <clears throat> but that quickly fell apart. Um, and if I'm honest, I think that was pretty heartbreaking for my parents because they were really excited about that. So sure. then because of that, they took a break for a while kind of to um, kind of heal emotionally from that because um, I think last minute the mom was like, oh, no, I don't want to put them up for adoption. Never mind. So okay. that was hard. But then uh, soon after they were able to um, get the money and um, come over to adopt me. And it was really actually uh, dangerous because that right now that's a pretty dangerous part of the world. And um, so I haven't been back since. So I've never actually been there and I'll be honest with you I don't remember anything I really sure. don't 
people ask me, well, do you speak Russian? Do you remember anything? No, I don't. No, I don't. I can't speak any you know, other languages, <laughs> but um, I don't remember it. But I just, I, it has always been one thing I think I would say about that is if you're thinking about adoption, you know, it was never, my parents never sat me down and said, Mercy, you're adopted. It, we never had that conversation. It was always talked about in a positive light. Sure. Because my parents would always tell me, Mercy, Mercy, Nick, God put our family together. That was always the conversation. Mm. It was nothing negative, nothing um, derogatory. And my story is, as far as I know, and as much records of, as I have, my mom was a young mom. She had me. She was unable to care for me. So she put me up for adoption. And that was the weird thing because uh, most people back then were like, you should abort. You should abort the baby if you can't take care of it. My mom was like, no, put it, put it up for adoption. So, and I've told people, you know, if God wanted me to remember those times, I would have had those memories. Sure. I don't. Absolutely. So I think, if, and I think, I honestly think that's a blessing because I know um, there are a lot that struggle with their past. Why would my parents give me up? Why was I taken away? And they have a lot of anger and bitterness towards that whole situation. Mm -hmm. But my family have always been my, um, my parents, Jim and Marty, and I've just, I love them to death. Um, I'm actually named after the lady that put my adoption together. Uh, her name is Mercy. Yep. Her, her name is Mercy. So uh, my parents changed my name to be that. And she, I want to say she lives in Canada, I think. Okay. But um, I'm friends with her on Facebook and How we fun. still talk. She knows my parents. Yeah. And she actually yeah. put my brother's adoption. My, she connected my parents to my brother as well through the mm -hmm. adoption, adoption agency. And so she's a big part of our family. Um, so, but um, I came to America. I was incredibly shy, incredibly shy and just really to myself. And I think a lot of it was, I spent a lot of um, developmental time in the crib rather than having, you know, relationships and having social engagements. I was in a crib. And so I, I wasn't, cause there were so many babies and whatever. And so, but um, my parents were prayer was, you know, Lord, let her smile, let her smile soon, let her talk. And then all of a sudden, uh, when I came to America, <laughs> to get my visa they got and, themselves into. <laughs> and we were in the courtroom, apparently, and I was making a big to do. And my dad was like, Shh. so <laughs> I turned out to be quite, quite a talker. So, <laughs> but my parents were super happy about that. But um, so talk about the adoption in a positive light. It's a good thing. It really is. Um, and, you know, if later on when, when your child can have a mature conversation about the difficult side, if there was, have that conversation. Don't keep that from them, but talk about it when they're ready, you know, and when you feel they're ready. But I would say from the get-go, if you adopt a child at a young age, it's a great thing. Talk about it. You know, God put the family together. There's no, there's no other way to explain it, whether it's right. you and Megan, you had Amelia, God put your family together. Yeah. Um, for my family, it was different. But regardless, every family is formed from God. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my thing, my story. And I'm sticking to it. And you're sticking to it. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you for thank you for sharing that. Thank you for mm -hmm. giving that encouragement to to those yeah. out there who might be entertaining, you know, those thoughts. <clears throat> or even wondering, you know, partly how to navigate some of those conversations because those can be tough, like you said, especially with yeah. the with the kiddos who who have the stronger memories. Um, of maybe a negative <clears throat> out a negative time and so they're struggling with that yeah. kind of embitterment and whatnot um so thank you 
All right, now let's talk about your dad who went shh in a courtroom. Old old Jim Payne. Oh, I do James. love Mr. Payne. He was always a hoot and a holler and always had a smile and always greeted me with a firm handshake. So my utmost respect to your father. I wish I had, I have not seen him since I was probably a youngling in the high school days. So, but talk about your relationship with your dad. Oh, my dad. I love him to death. I, and I think this is crazy too. I'm adopted. So you know, my mom kind of looks like Paula Dean, and everyone, everyone has always talked about her hair and how it's beautiful and white and mm-hmm. she gets it from her grandma. And I'm jealous because I'll never have that. So like, I mean, we're at a grocery store, your hair is so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I just don't ever have her beautiful hair. But um, I, I'm a lot like my dad um, in a whole lot of ways. He's very sociable and he's very, he can make anybody feel comfortable. He's not intimidating, um, and he's he's just a very personable guy. Um, he's funny and and all that stuff. But we've always been close. I don't think we've we've had our disagreements. Sure, every mom and dad will, and every parent yeah. and child will. But he's always um, he's always been open to a conversation. He's never, um, you know, been like no, don't tell me, you know, whatever. We've always been able to talk. Um, and I appreciate that with him. We'd always, he'd always make time for me. We'd go out on dates and stuff before I, before I started school in August, we'd always go bowling together and go to, um, IHOP. So that was kind of a traditional thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that was great. Great. He's a great guy. (laughs) He is pretty great. That's awesome. That's so cool. What would be your favorite memory that you have from your relationship Uh, with your dad? Well, it's kind of, it's a story. So, and I told dad, and I told him we were doing this and he was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about me. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, me either. So far, all good things, that. Mr. Payne. So far, all uh, good things. <laughs> but, um, okay. So, and I told him, I said, well, should I tell the Razor story or should I tell everyone? So I'll just tell that one. So I was a, I was a child that if I was, if I were to get in trouble for anything, it was for lying. I was a very good liar and deceiver. Oh. Um, yeah, surprise. Mm. I trusted <laughs> so, you. Mm. Mm. Let's see. So I'll be talking I remember to you about I, this offline. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk later. Um, so I remember one time, and I was a very curious person. I remember one time my parents were downstairs and I was upstairs. And I was in my parents' bathroom and my dad's razor was um, in the shower for some stupid reason, I don't know why, but I grabbed it and I was like, oh, does this really hurt if I, you know, snip my finger? So I did and that it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that hurt. And so, and I want to say I was like six, seven, eight. So that, that hurt a lot. And then I was like, well, what do I do? It's bleeding. I got to fix it. So then I put a bandaid on and for the rest of the night, I walked around like this and like kept my hand in a fist and whatever. Covered the and, finger. Uh, my dad saw the, uh, I think he, he went upstairs. He tells the story. He tells, he tells stories somewhere better than I do. He went upstairs and he saw that his razor was misplaced. He's very, he pays attention to things. He, um, he was in the army. Former military very, man. Yes. Yep, yep. 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 So situational awareness is a big thing mm-hmm. for him. But anyway, he, he looked around. He's like, my razor is moved. Why is my razor moved? How did this happen? <laughs> oh, I have a daughter. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. And he's oh, very not, smart. Oh, it's Nick. No, no. 
<laughs> it was mercy. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. My mom would tell the story that she could leave Nick with two Hot Wheels and he'd be fine while she got ready. No, no, no. Me, put me in a high chair, bring the high chair into the bathroom next to the shower and leave me there tied in. <laughs> because I also stuck a key in a socket and that was not a good situation. So, yes, I got <laughs> I got into all kinds of stuff. Uh, wow. So anyway, yeah. So here's what happened. So then he came and found me. And he had told me, he's like, Mercy, we always prayed that if our kids were, you know, lying or making a mistake, that God would reveal it to us. I was like, okay, cool. So he came and found me, he said, Mercy, um, do you know, um, do you know what, or what happened to your finger? He said, what happened to your finger? And I said, oh, I said, oh, I, I jammed, because he saw the band. He said, what happened to your finger, baby girl? I said, I jammed it in a door and I was trying to shut it and my finger got squished. I was like, okay, I'm off the hook. And he was like, okay. And he's like, so I left you alone for about an hour, let you sit in that for a while, came back to you and said, he said, you know, I brought you in the bathroom. I said, do you, Mercy, do you know um, how, how my razor got moved and why it's, why it's on the ground of the shower? Cause I don't, I don't shave today. How did that happen? And then instantly I just, tears, I'm so sorry. I hurt my finger and I was trying to fix it. And I, I'm sorry for lying. <laughs> So, oh, and you know, and then there was the time I called the cops and they actually showed up at my house and I lied about that one and he figured that out. So <laughs> more of the story, God tells parents things and, you know, gives them wisdom and stuff. So we, but we what, I, what I have a way of knowing, yes. Yeah, and kids just aren't good at lying. So whatever, but I wasn't, but I'm just, I, and I'm sure, and I told dad and dad was like, there were some days I have to just go away and laugh of the stuff you tried to pull off, but never could. But I just, I just, I'll tell dad, I said, listen, you, the way you handled those situations, sure, maybe you were frustrated, but it never, you were never, it was not without love, you know? Right. And I appreciated both of my parents' parenting and yes, they were frustrated. And yes, you know, we screwed up. We still do, but they all, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't know two people with more love in their heart for their family. Mm. My family's been through some hard stuff the last couple of years. And my dad actually um, had a brain tumor a couple like oh. last year, year before. So he had uh, brain surgery and it, it wasn't a tumor. They thought it was, it was just an abscess, but uh, they got it all cleared out and he, um, he, he made, made it through that. But that was, that was a big part of our big scare in sure. um, 2020, beginning of 2020. So but again, I just, I don't know two people with more love for their family. Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I love my family. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, they're awesome. <clears throat> well, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. And I, I really appreciate the way you, you've talked about your, your parents and your dad and the way they've been intentional and loving, but also not denying that there at times they got frustrated, but that's, that's all parts of healthy. There's a way to be frustrated and not be um, malicious towards your children. Sure. Um, Absolutely. So I appreciate you sharing kind of that healthy side of, of parenting. Love that. All right. And final thing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume this is part of your hopes and dreams. What do you look forward to <clears throat> most in having kids of your own? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I, I do want to have kids of my own. Yes, that's, that's true. And I don't really mind if it's, you know, if I'm able to have kids or if it's through adoption, I really sure. don't care. Um, I think it's, I think it's just having that child. I just think kids are cute. <laughs> they are. Um, you say and, that now. 
I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna try to speak. But even wait your till, kid, I'm wait till the every two hour wake up during the first eight weeks. That's a rough couple of weeks there. I'm gonna call you and say, I take it back. I take feels it all like, back. Feels like boot camp. Well, the the beauty of it is, is all of a sudden, or at least I hope I'm not jinxing it for other people out there. At least with Amelia, as right around that eight nine week mark, I think. So right around after about right about that two months, three months, she started mm-hmm. to sleep longer and longer. And then you just kind of get back. You, we we get a full night's sleep now. Um, every now and then have to go in to fix something, but otherwise, I mean, we're, we've been very fortunate. So it, and then we've started to forget some of that really early on pain. Yeah, I won't deny it wasn't That's there. Fair. And when I talk about, it, I remember it. Yeah, but there's so much of the in the present with my kid, and then looking forward mm-hmm. to the future that I forget the. Oh yeah, the first yeah. eight weeks were brutal. <laughs> so exactly. Um, but yes, they are cute. So. And I, I think I'm just excited. I, I'm excited when my students understand something and have an, a light bulb moment. Yeah. I'm excited for my kids to start reading, to learn things, to how to tie their shoe and just the whole cognitive development of a kid and all that stuff. I'm excited for, I'm excited to watch them grow. I'm excited. Here's, um, I don't know if this is cheesy or what. I'm excited to see what my child looks like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who I look like. Or, you know, you, you say, oh, she looks so much like you or, or you're Megan or whatever. I, I want to see what my kid looks like. Is it going to look like me or Dustin or sure. someone in my family? And yeah. um, so I'm excited for that aspect. And just to just to have a kid and raise it the best way the Lord can help us through and watch him grow. Yeah. So. I ask this with most of my guests when I ask this question about kids of my of my friends mm-hmm. uh, who don't have who don't have children yet is your and now granted all children are a blessing now i already know you're gonna say that so be a little (laughs) bit selfish here would you prefer to have a boy or a girl first boy oh you want to be a boy mom i do i i am not i've never been a dramatic person i am not a i i deal with other people's drama (laughs) i'm not a dramatic person I, people bring me their drama. I was an RA for two years. Um, and so I, I don't know why it all comes to me, but, <laughs> but I can, because you're I handling can handle, it okay. <laughs> I can handle boys. So I feel like even in my class, I can handle boys so much better for girls. I just want to say, get over it, but, right. but, they don't know but girls don't, don't normally get over it, but I've always been a tomboy myself. So I feel like I can relate more to boys, but I think, you know, God has a sense of humor. He could give me three, four girls. And then I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, easy. Don't <laughs> jinx yourself now. All right. I know. So careful. But regardless, I will, I will love that child regardless yes. of girl, boy first. But, um, and, you know, I had a brother or I have a brother, I have an older brother and I've always, I've always liked that. And I think um, I would hope for maybe a boy first, but we'll see. All right. So, Very yeah. good. All right. Well, that is going to bring us up to time. I want to make sure you get a good night's sleep as you go into your four-day weekend and spend some time Friday. with Dustin, seeing as he just got home from a trip. So Yay. give him my regards and you guys enjoy. Thank you again so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed this. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for asking me. I've had a blast. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Ciao. Peace.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can support us by sharing the show with your friends and family, rating, and leaving a review. Want more Diaper Report? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to send us your dad jokes for a chance to be featured on the show. As always, I hope your diaper stays clean. I hope they stay dry. Until next time, diaper heads. <laughs>